Well, welcome back to Chop for Time. And, uh, it's Thomas here with Pastor Ben again. And we're Pastor Ben again. See, that just Pastor flows, Ben again. flows off the tongue well. How's it going? It's going well. I'm just kind of sitting here watching a few snowflakes yeah, fall that's... outside. It's uh, overcast, gray, cold morning mm. here in Grayson. and we just are like back home. Yeah, yeah, it feels like home to Thomas. <laughs> yeah. And we're a day late. Yes, we are, actually. I forgot about that. Man, yesterday was kind of, it was good. Right. Kind of crazy. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to struggle not to talk about yesterday, thinking yesterday was Sunday. Right. Because we so often right. talk about yesterday morning, yeah. but it was actually Sunday and, morning. And you, you, know, you and I have kind of settled into a routine of mm. our mornings. Uh, we, we get up early. We right. go to the gym early. We get ready for the day. Then we come in here and we have our coffee. And typically on Monday mornings, we've got right. a lot of time to record this podcast, The Chop for Time. And yeah. yesterday morning, I uh, got up normal time, went outside. Mm slid down my road a little bit and it was mm. still pitch black dark so uh, i decided I, I that uh, heavily enjoyed my sleep in yeah so i turned around so. text you and, and josh who we work out with and said hey fellas have at it if you want to but uh, right. I'm, I'm not going to risk it this morning so yeah just yeah. through through the whole day off man yeah well i don't know i felt pretty good <laughs> it had been a while so but yeah um no, it was it was a good day. But yeah, just so not yesterday morning, but Sunday morning. Yes. Uh, uh, we were continuing our series on Ephesians. Yeah. Um, which is going to be going on for a little while. We'll, we'll be in there for for a little span of time. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, we're taking things slow, which I th- which I think has been really good. The idea of I mean, you you said from the get go of like one thing we're not good at uh, in the Western Church is biblical literacy. Yeah. Um, that's something that we need to work on, and I think the idea of taking one book of the Bible and a pretty short one at that, mm-hmm. and spending a whole year on it, is uh, a good way to sort of emphasize that there's a lot of stuff yeah. in yeah. all of these books that you can spend a lot of time on. So, like, literally one or two verses at a time, maybe three, mm-hmm. um, has been has been pretty good. But so this week was uh, for or Ephesians. I almost said first Ephesians. First you Ephesians, like, you, yeah, you I talking did. About first, first Revelation, revelation yeah. <laughs> uh, Ephesians one verse seven through ten mm-hmm. this week. So, um, I mean, it's pretty short. What may as well just read it real quick. Is that yeah, okay? go for it. Cool. Um, so uh, Ephesians one um, verse seven. Uh, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, uh, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and on and things on earth. It's a nice little... It's lighter than last week, which was all predestination and being chosen and election and yeah. much more of a sort of like <laughs> controversial one. This right. is definitely a very uplifting and encouraging it is. type yeah. passage for yeah. sure. Well, and really when we have a good biblical understanding of being chosen and predestination mm-hmm. and election, mm-hmm. um, that should lead us to encouragement also. Right. It's just where it's been so polarizing and so misrepresented by both right. sides of interpretation on that, that right. we, we cringe at it instead of rejoice over it. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I actually got a lot out of last week was the idea that Paul very much sees that, as a spiritual blessing. Yeah. Leads with it. Yeah, leads with yeah. it. Um, and you kind of told us that, you know, verses 3 through 14 is this run-on sentence yeah. um, of just 
you know, Paul was excited and mm-hmm. he just keeps going and keeps going and the words are just flowing um, and uh, it's all about the spiritual bless- blessings. Is it verse three? Yeah. Um, yeah, blessed to be, or bless, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And then, there. And then, yeah, and <laughs> say law, you know, as the psalmist yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, you know, and then verses 4 through 14 is mm-hmm. when Paul really starts articulating some of these spiritual blessings in the heavenly places that right. have, we've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, verses 4 and 5 and 6 that we covered last week mm-hmm. are part of that. And then mm-hmm. verses 7 through 10 that we covered this past Sunday is part mm-hmm. of that as well. Right. Uh, and we get, you know, we, we focused on a couple um, you know, a couple words here: uh, redemption mm-hmm. uh, and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Which um, it's easy to make the mistake to associate those two words as the same thing. Right. Um, the the best way that I could put it that makes the most sense to me is they're different. They're on the same hand, but they're mm-hmm. different fingers. Mm-hmm. So that's um, right. the, the redemption is to be ransomed. Mm-hmm. You know, is to have a price paid to set you free from captivity. Uh, and that, you know, we talked Sunday that in the Roman culture, that wouldn't have been a, a foreign concept mm-hmm. because there was a high number, high number of people who were in slavery or bondage or however you want to term it. And, and you know, it's different, not different levels of it, but you could find yourself in that position via different different ways. Some people right. were born into slavery. Uh, some people indebted themselves into slavery. Uh, so they owed a debt or they borrowed money or they fall, they fell short on something mm. um, and they became slaves. They became servants of the ones right. whom they were indebted to. Yeah. Uh, regardless of how you got there, this word in the Greek gives us this ransom concept. Mm. So what he's saying is we tied it back into verse 6. The last statement in verse 6 is that which he has blessed us in the beloved. Mm. And that's capitalized there for a reason because Paul is referring to Christ. Mm. So then he makes a transition into verse 7, which he says, in him. In Mm. who? In the beloved. The beloved is Christ. So we've moved from talking about the blessings of God the Father, which is the choosing us, the saving us, the you know, the the predestined for the adoption to bring us into the family. That's the work of the Father. That's the spiritual blessings in heavenly places of God the Father. Now he transitions to the blessings of God the Son. Mm. And he says in him, so in the Son, the blessings are redemption, which is being ransomed, having the Mm. price paid for your captivity to be set free Mm. from from that bondage. Mm. Then he says, um, you know, through his blood, so we see the price there. And then we also see for the forgiveness of our trespasses. Mm -hmm. And we went back and we looked at the Israelites coming out of Egyptian bondage because the Gentiles at this time would have been familiar with the ransoming process of the Roman culture. The Jewish converts at this time that made up the church of Ephesus would have been more familiar with Mm -hmm. the Israelite bondage coming out of Egypt. But regardless of Jew or Gentile, the early church would have taught the ransom through the lens of the Egyptians, you know, the right. coming out of the Egyptian bondage. So we spent a little bit of time looking at, at some of the details of yeah. that. That was something that came up in our staff meeting yesterday that was good, was just even articulating the difference between forgiveness and redemption. Because mm-hmm. we do so often associate, and I think, again, coming back to that biblical literacy, the importance of just understanding some of these 
big bible words yeah. that we assume that we understand. Yeah. Um, but especially in English, just don't do it justice. Correct. Because you know, we, we, I mean, it's just not the most sort of articulate language mm-hmm. out Listen, there compared to what way it was written. I love food. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. And I love Jesus. That's one word trying to describe three totally different right. levels and right. types of love. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's point. limited. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was something that sort of stuck out to a few people was just the difference of, of um, we're, uh, I've lost it. Okay, we've, we've been redeemed. <laughs> three verses, which, man. <laughs> we've been redeemed uh, and we've been forgiven. Uh, and obviously that next little bit is according to the riches of his grace, which... Mm-hmm kind of comes back to everything we've been talking about for months now of it's always about him it's, it's about him um, oh no <laughs> no I got a phone call okay let's mute that <laughs> we're, we're going to leave that in just we're because we're going to leave it in yeah let's leave of it in of course the one time I actually got my laptop here so that my phone wouldn't vibrate on the desk yeah. and the moment I do that what okay <laughs> okay cool so yes uh, so we have yes redemption through his blood and forgiveness of our trespasses all according to the riches of his grace yeah. um, salvation redemption forgiveness mm-hmm. it's, it's all, all his work all his grace mm-hmm. it's a it's a radical work of grace mm-hmm. but we don't see it as radical because these are all words that we're familiarized with right. and that we think it well that's just part of it well yeah it is part of it but let's not overlook the work that this amazing grace does right absolutely um yeah and then we moved into verse eight which i love that which he lavished upon us mm-hmm. i mean that's just that's just cool yeah well the, we we have to look at who's doing the work here mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight mm-hmm. whose wisdom and insight ours no right. our parents no Right. Our forefathers? No. Right. His. He mm. lavished it upon us in all wisdom and all insight. Mm. And I like that as well because we so often look at like, why on earth would Jesus do this? This seems crazy. Mm-hmm. Or or the other thing is, why didn't God just click his fingers and make everything better? Yeah. You know, but clearly this was um, the wisest and smartest and most like effective move that God could have made to save his people. Yeah. And it's like in his, in all wisdom and insight, um, it's like clearly this is something that has been planned since the beginning of time Mm -hmm. and was part of, always going to be part of the story and always part of his redemption story and the things that he was going to do for his people. Um, So it's a good thing. Yeah. Is Paul telling us that there's possibly a level of wisdom and insight that God has that we don't? Mm. Hmm. (laughs) It's a novel idea, isn't it? And we're going to see that in, this Sunday upcoming, in the passage that we're talking about, he repeats it twice, to the praise of his glory. Mm-hmm. To the praise of his glory. Right. Why do things happen? Why, if God's sovereign, why didn't he just click his fingers? Which he could have. Right. Uh, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? He could have. He's sovereign. Right. He's all-powerful. But he's also all-knowing mm-hmm. to the praise of his glory. Right. You know, right. It's for his glory and our good. Mm-hmm. That's what the ultimate purpose is. Where, Whether we define it as that or not... He has all wisdom and insight. We right. don't. And you know, the next verse, as we go into verse 9, says, making known to us the mystery of his will. Mm-hmm. Again, who does the work here? Right. God is doing the work. It, we're redeemed. We're forgiven. He's lavished all of these things upon us. 
through his wisdom and his insight, and now he's making known to us the mystery of his will. Mm. Um, so he is the source of all insight. Right. He's the source of all wisdom and information. And what he makes known to us is a mystery that's been revealed to us. But mm. there's always going to be parts that we don't understand mm. because we don't have all that wisdom and insight. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's really difficult for so many people to come to terms with. It's like so many people are like, I'm not okay with that. And I, my response is, I'm sorry. I, I right. don't I didn't make that call because it's not about for the praise of my glory. Right. It's his, not mine. Mm. No, I thought that was good. Um, for sure. I, I mean I just like that that's been a theme over most things that we've been doing for the last well, since I've been here. So mm-hmm. probably before I got here. But um just this theme of in Christ. Yeah. Um which is said so many times in this passage already. Yep. Um, and will continue to be a theme yeah. in this pa- yeah. in this book. Um, and then, yeah, that, that last verse, as planned for the fullness of time to unite all things in him. Did I skip a verse? No, I didn't. Uh, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Um, it's it, There's something about this passage that I just find, like the way that Paul writes, it probably comes back to what you were saying at the start of this whole sentence, and that he just got carried away <laughs> with the excitement yeah. of what God has done for us. And I think it shows just the the words that he uses the, that he lavished upon us you know this sort of like overwhelming extravagant yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's just I thought it was really great and it was I just thought it was a really good morning and I heard more amens on Sunday morning than I've heard in the church in a long time yeah. which is usually a good sign yeah um yeah. I think it was Britt Bush was saying uh, at our staff meeting that you you preached it yeah, uh, yeah. Sunday morning which was great um uh, so uh, but Again, you know, what sort of things did you have to chop? Yeah, I, I think as we get into verse 9 and verse 10, uh, there was an area there where I really couldn't dedicate to spending a whole lot of time to. It wasn't that I hadn't planned on it. It's just mm. with a, a look at the clock. And, and knowing that um, the, the understanding of redemption and forgiveness mm-hmm. is the foundation of all of these things in this passage. Right. Uh, but we also see in verse 9 there, towards the end, uh, you know, we've talked about the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth mm-hmm. in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. It is so important for us to remember and understand that Jesus Christ coming to earth to redeem us, to forgive us, to restore us, was not a reaction by God to something that had gotten out of control. Hmm. Jesus was the plan from the beginning that he had for his purpose, according to God's purpose, which he set forth Jesus as a plan for the fullness of time. Not the moment of time, Mm. the fullness of time, that this plan had come to this crescendo, so Mm. to speak, that now it was according to his will, the mystery of his will, according to the purpose that he had set forth in Christ, now is the fullness of time to do what? To unite all things in him, 
So mm-hmm. this is we're talking about the son here. Mm-hmm. So he's uniting all of these things in this moment that he had set forth in time for things in heaven and things on earth to unite. Mm. That's such an amazing thing. And again, yeah. it just goes to show us just how big he is right. and how powerful and how wise and right. just so far beyond us. Yeah. That he is. And again, it's that mystery of his will that he's made known to us. Mm. We know what we know because he has made it known to us, not yeah. because we've been so brilliant in our search and our Googling tactics that we can right. we can search these things to find it on our own. Mm. No, it's, it's by the grace of God yeah. that we are where we are, that we do what we do, and we know what we know. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the, the plan for Jesus to come and restore broken humans is mentioned on page three of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Genesis chapter What's according three. to how big your print is. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> chapter three in the first book of the Bible um, of, you know, that he will, you know, when the serpent will bite your heel and you'll stomp on his head. Yep. You know, that, 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 that image descendant. Yep. Um, and clearly... The fullness of time, even before that, yeah. you know this, because I think we do. I mean, especially in our our modern day culture, where things move so fast all the time, things change all the time, and you're always waiting for the next thing and what's going to come out this time and what's the new surprise and um, and especially when we talked about those four hundred years of silence, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of think it's like, well, was God just coming up with the plan at that point, or was it just like, okay, right, fine, right, I need to do something now. Yeah, like this is getting really out of hand. Yeah, and like all the things that of the the coincidences of Jesus as well. The fact that Jesus came at the a relatively short period of time in history when crucifixion was practiced by the by the Roman Empire, which was deemed one of the most brutal Mm -hmm. forms of of uh, criminal killing. Yeah, like the fact that he came just at that point, you know, we think is a coincidence. Mm. But you know, God chose the the perfect time to send Jesus um, at a time where, you know, there would still be mysteries. You know, people thought he came to overthrow the Roman empire, but no, he was, he came to overthrow a spiritual empire. Yeah. Um, but he came at a time where he would experience the most brutal form of suffering imaginable. Um, way more than any of us could compare to today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was all part of the plan for the hope. Right. And the praise of his glory. Right. The hope of man, the praise of his glory. Right. It was all planned for the full... I love that, just that phrase, for the fullness of time. Yep. That's just, that's cool. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me a lot in, in when you were speaking on Sunday was um, how we view blessings and what we think of when we, when we uh, hear the word blessing. Because I was kind of reflecting on the fact that when I hear blessing, my mind jumps to uh, finances and family hmm. or relationships. Yeah. Um, Two things that I think everybody values highly. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. But it, I felt kind of convicted in it because I, I realized that I was probably making an idol out of those things. Because mm. here, Paul is listing what true and the best blessings are, mm-hmm. and all of them are Christ orientated. Yeah. Um, and and how high are these on the list right. of our blessings when we start thinking about blessings? Because right, these absolutely. these should be the first. Yep. I mean, whenever we're talking about being blessed by God, verses 3 through 14 mm. of Ephesians chapter 1 should be the top of our list. Right, absolutely. But 
as you were saying, there's yeah, so, so rarely to, are. We immediately, and I think most of the time we jump to money. Yeah. You know, it's just part yeah. of the culture of like, oh, what a blessing this has been. Mm-hmm. Or whether it's, you know, going on a perfect vacation or doing this, that or the other. You know, we, we always equate blessing with worldly experiences mm-hmm. or monetary gain, mm-hmm. you know. And I think even just how you, how you hear the word blessing is such a great litmus test for what you idolize, yeah. you know, and and obviously the thing that we should think of when we are thinking of how we're blessed is that we've been redeemed and yeah. forgiven in Christ. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, that he reached out to me, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and he saved me with, with his blood, which is just crazy. Like, yeah. it's just so ridiculous and it's far greater than any money, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I, if I end up homeless and broken and die on the streets cold, but have Jesus, I have everything, Yeah, you know, and, and far we more, don't think that way. Far more than we deserve. Oh yeah, if absolutely. That, if that happens. Yeah. yeah. But we just don't think that way. You Correct. know, we always jump to monetary stuff yeah. or just stuff mm-hmm. in general, you know, having a nicer car or having this out of the other. And it's, it really sort of humbled me of thinking of maybe trying to do that frequently in my life of any time I think of blessing mm. or being careful of how I use the word blessing. Yeah. And that may be the more appropriate mm. framing is mm. what what kind of framing right. are we giving to the, what kind right. of definition are we giving to the word blessing in our mm. lives? Um, benefits, you know, I, I think of that word right. out of Psalm and forget not all of his benefits. Right. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a good statement. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, so that was one of the main key things that stood out to me for sure. Um so were there other things that you ended up? Not necessarily uh, chopping. I, I just think it's inter- it, it's important for us to remember kind of the, the four things that we looked at out of this passage is, number one, what is redemption? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's it's being ransomed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being set free mm-hmm. because the price has been paid. What was the price? The blood. So mm-hmm. what is the cost of our redemption? Right. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. And we, we talked a little bit about if you find yourself still in the same bondage that you were before Christ set you free, uh, you're sitting in a jail cell where the door mm-hmm. has been torn off. Yeah. You're sitting yeah. in a jail cell of your own choosing at mm-hmm. that point. And it's so difficult. I get it. You know, it, yeah. It's difficult because some of these things that Christ sets us free from, some of this sin, some of this dysfunction, some of these things that are unhealthy in our lives, we've wrapped our identity around those, and we've become right. best friends with some of them. Right. So it's difficult. And some of them are actually enjoyable. Oh, yeah. You know? Most all of um, them are. Right. Um, um, you know, so we've, we've got the what is redemption, what was the price of redemption, uh, what are we redeemed for? Mm. You know, we're redeemed for the forgiveness of our sins. Right. So there's where the, the, the difference comes. We're ransomed. Right from the bondage and the slavery to sin, but then we're also redeemed to the forgiveness for that, for those sins as well. And then what are we ransomed, you know, what are we redeemed for? What are we ransomed for? Mm. And that's to know the mystery of his will according to his purpose so that we can, so that everything's united. There's unity. There's this um, kind of this Lord's Prayer kind of thing of on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. Uh, and not so much physical manifestations of that playing out, but the spiritual blessings of this plan in the fullness of time uniting us in Christ. 
yeah uh, again maybe it's just because we're talking about this a lot with the youth at the moment and this is something that Christy sent me to talk uh, that we can look at on Wednesday night and um, with the young people but um, in 2 Timothy 2 25 and 26 uh, it says uh, God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth um, and they may come to their senses and mm-hmm. escape from being or an escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So I think that's something is like, is we really we also need to realize what we're being ransomed from. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if sitting in that jail cell, when the doors are wide open or doors aren't even on the hinges anymore, um, although it's comfortable, we also have to realize that what we're doing when we're just sitting in that jail cell is accepting that we want to just enjoy being captured by the devil and doing his will. Yeah. You know, because if we're not doing God's will, we're doing his will. Mm -hmm. And that's a scary thought. Um, Because one path leads to a bit of fun for a couple of years. Yeah. And one path leads to life for eternity. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that narrow gate thing. Right. Absolutely. And and we're so bad at keeping that eternal perspective and, and realizing, okay, getting up out of this jail cell of what I'm comfortable with and walking out the door frame mm-hmm. um, will be very uncomfortable and difficult to do yeah. um, but like so worth it yeah. you know uh, I mean you, I think you mentioned the Egyptians as well or uh, the Israelites when they were coming out of Egypt yeah um, you know how some of them didn't even go into the promised land yeah three tribes just, yeah they just yeah. stuck in the wilderness and even mm-hmm. when they were in the wilderness they were saying it was better in Egypt yeah you know we're, we're always did you bring us out here to die we had it better in Egypt yeah, we always want to go back to our old ways. Mm-hmm. It's just this continuous pull. Um, we don't like the unknown. Mm. And we don't like being in full control. Right. And we, we don't like having that absence of control, rather. Uh, we, we like what we know. And there's a reason that we look back on the past with fondness. Mm-hmm. It's usually because there was an element that we, um, we received our identity from what happened and we feel like that if the past repeats itself then we remain in control of who we are Uh, i heard someone say one time that usually the biggest opponent of what god is doing maybe in a new way is the one who found the highest level of significance in god's in what god was doing Mm. so you know the biggest opponent of god doing a new thing Mm. i'll air quote that is the one who finds or found their significant in what God did yesterday. Mm. And, and that's that's all of us. It's all right. of us because we don't control what happens for the rest of the day today nor tomorrow. But you know what? I can look back on yesterday and go, I'd like to repeat that because I had full and total control over that in right. my mind. Right. And it's that, maybe it's hindsight is twenty twenty. That's you know, right. That sort of thing. Of like, yeah. oh, if we could just do yesterday again, I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I can do it better. You know, as opposed to like taking each day at a time and moving forward and trying to grow in our faith. Yeah. You know, and taking each challenge at a time. Um, you know, it's one of those things, especially in nowadays when everything is falling apart. Yeah. You know, I find myself so frequently just saying, I miss the days when a lack of toilet paper was the biggest deal in the world. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Listen, I'm, I look at the, uh, at the pre-COVID stressors right. of being a pastor and I'm going, oh, that would be nice again. Right. You know, those things that brought me the greatest amount of stress right. at that point, oh, that would be nice to right. just be handling those again. Yeah. 
But it's, it's funny. It's funny because we think that, but then when we actually look at what's going on in this church, I mean, how many baptisms oh, did we have in twenty twenty? Yeah, forty some. Right, yeah. which is like more than the previous year when things oh, were yeah. fine. Yeah, air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, we are. We really are the worst. Right, but it's always one of those things of like, regardless of what's going on, God's always doing a new thing, yeah. and that's exciting. Yeah, Amen. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to next week and keep talking about these spiritual blessings. Yeah, we're going to be uh, covering chapter 1, verses 11 through 14. Uh, and we're yeah. going to continue to see the blessings of the Son, and then we're going to uh, look at the wor- begin to look at the work of God the Holy Spirit mm. uh, in this also. So again, a nice wrapping of a Trinitarian right. viewpoint to see right. the works and the blessings of the, the, the Trinity. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm cool. excited. Well, we'll hear more about that on Sunday and hear from you again next week. Hopefully. Sounds good. See ya. Bye.